holiday messages. I don't do seasonal messages. In other words, what I'm preaching won't necessarily reflect the season. Uh, but in this case, I believe the Lord has given me a Christmas message. Um, and I know we won't be together uh, before. Well, we, we, we have Bible study prayer slash Bible study. But I wanted to kind of um, share with you what the Lord began to speak to me um, concerning Christmas. Um, concerning Christmas and, and, and what, what the Lord is saying out of Christmas that I feel like there's some new things that the Lord wants to kind of expose to us that takes place on Christmas that I, that I believe will be a blessing to us um, and that will um, release us into some things the Lord wants to, to release us into. Christmas is always an amazing time. Um, anytime we can celebrate God coming into earth. Amen. And doing what he couldn't do in heaven. There's one thing that God could not do, and that's die. He could not die. He's eternal. And so he came in the earth to do what he couldn't do, die for us. Amen. Not just die for us, but be raised for us. And so I want to deal a little bit about the birth of the Lord and some significant things that I believe that are centered around that, that the Lord wants to speak into our lives prophetically. I believe I want to, I want to proclaim some things prophetically into our lives on today, too, that I think Christmas prophetically proclaims into our life. Amen. And so um, we're going to, to celebrate Christmas today. Let's go to Matthew chapter number one and verse number 18. We're going to, we're going to do there. We're going to, we're going to park right there first and let the Lord kind of speak to us uh, um, there. Matthew 1, verse number 18, and, and, and just dealing, dealing with the, the, the birth of Jesus. Um, and, and I'm just going to read this one verse, and we'll work out some more verses from this, from this verse, but it centers around the birth. This isn't the cross. This is the birth of the Lord. Amen. Um, Matthew 1, verse 18, it says this. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, everybody say before. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to read that verse one more time and we'll work from there. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Father, I just thank you and I bless you right now that you would speak. Oh, Lord God, that you would move, that you would transform, that you would change and release your people into breakthrough even all the more. And we'll bless you for it and thank you for it even now. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. And all of God's people said amen. Amen. Uh, I want to I work that verse for a little bit because when you read that verse, you'll understand how, um, uh, how dazzling, how perplexing that statement can, can be how in the world can a woman be pregnant that has not known a man? And how can a, how can a woman carry a baby and, 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 and she has not been intimate? She has not had, in, in a sense, 
the seed of a man released into her, how can she turn around and have a man? When Mary was committed to Joseph, amen, who now was of the lineage of David, you can't overlook that because the Bible was prophetically declared that when Jesus came, he would be of the lineage of what? David. He would be of the the lineage of David. So when Mary was committed to Joseph, who was of the lineage of King David, before they could come together in physical intimacy, before there was any measure of physical intimacy between them, Mary now was found pregnant with a child she was instructed by the angel Gabriel to name Jesus. And she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Mary was not impregnated by man. Get this. She was impregnated by the third person, of the Trinity. Mary was impregnated by God in the third person, Holy Spirit. So this is what we must understand about that. Jesus wasn't conceived from the seed of man, but Jesus was conceived from the seed of God. There was a seed that was implanted in Mary that brought forth the son, Jesus. Anybody know the word is a seed? There was a seed that impregnated her. There was a word that impregnated her. You know what that word was? That word, if you didn't know what got her pregnant, I could tell you what word got her pregnant. Isaiah 7 and 14 got her pregnant. I want you to put up Isaiah 7 and 14, which was a word spoken over 700 years previous. Isaiah 7, 14 was what got her pregnant. You know what that word was? Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. See, Isaiah 7 and verse 14 was the seed conceived in the womb of Mary by the Holy Glory be to God, by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. The Holy Spirit conceived a word in her womb called Isaiah 7 and 14. Before Mary and Joseph came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm going to take that a step further because I want to go somewhere, but I need y'all to get that first. It was a seed that impregnated her. It wasn't man's seed. It was God's word. It was a seed in her. Something did uh, 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 um, uh, grow inside of her. Now, now I want you to do this, and I'm going to work it. Luke chapter 1, verse number 30. Glory to God. Luke chapter 1, verse number 30. This is now Luke's perspective of the situation that we touched in Matthew. It's just another perspective. This is how Luke describes and how it goes down. And the angel who was Gabriel said unto her who was Mary, fear not Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Verse 31. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Everybody shout Jesus. It's just good to say that name. 
Now, 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 now go to the next verse. And, and he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father, David. Now watch this. Go on. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Verse 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, this is the part that I want to get to. How shall this be, seeing that I know not a man? Verse 35, and the angel answered her and said to her, the Holy Spirit, go, come on, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born, uh, 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 overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. How by way of the Holy Spirit overshadowing Mary, that word overshadowing, means enveloping Mary. That word overshadowing means casting a shade upon Mary, uh, bringing her in the midst of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit now bringing her in its presence and submerging her in his presence. She was empowered to conceive in her womb a scripture called Isaiah 7 and 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and birth the son. See, y'all missing the implications of what I'm telling you about. That's why we got to be careful when the Spirit of God comes in. That's, that's why we need to get excited when the Spirit begins to envelope and overshadow us. Because when the Spirit of God comes upon us and envelopes us in the presence of God, He comes to give us grace to begin carrying what we once only were quoting. I'm about to talk a bit here. No, no, what, at one time we quoted Isaiah 7 and 14, but the Holy Spirit came in and, and overshadowed Mary. Mary was a devout woman. She was an Israelite. She was the seed of Abraham. She had quoted Isaiah 7 and 14 on multiple occasions, but this time it was different because the Holy Spirit came upon her and the Holy Spirit overshadowed her and that which she could only quote at one point, now she finds herself conceiving that very thing. Can I help you understand something about Christmas? Christmas is about moving from what you were once quoting to what you're now carrying. <laughs> Glory be to God. I just want to wish somebody a Merry Christmas up in here. When the Holy Spirit comes in like he's been coming in, he's coming in to make somebody a carrier. Did you hear what I just said? He's looking for some sons and he's looking for some daughters who can conceive his word in the earth, not just quoted in a conversation. When the Holy Spirit comes in, y'all better hear what I said. And these signs shall follow them who believe in my name. They shall lay their hands. I know we quoted it, but when the Spirit comes in, it's Christmas time, y'all. When the Spirit comes in, what we once quoted, we can begin carrying. I know we quoted, and the works that he did shall we do. But guess what? But it's Christmas time, y'all. I just want to wish somebody a Merry Christmas up in here. And when Christmas comes, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. And what you once quoted, now you can carry. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor it's Christmas time.
I know you quoted, I'll, I'm, we're the head and not the tail. We're above only, not beneath. We're the lender and not the bar. I know you quoted that many times, but guess what? Merry Christmas. No, no, it's not time to quote that anymore. But the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and overshadow you. And it's going to conceive the word in your womb. You're about to carry this thing. Somebody shout, I'm about to carry something I, I was just quoting. I, I've been quoting it for a while, but it's time to carry this. I've been, I've been speaking it for a while, but it's time to conceive this. It's Christmas time. Glory be to God. It's the time when the Word becomes flesh uh, and dwells among us. There's some words uh, that I've been speaking, but it's Christmas time. Mary's virgin birth is more than just the supernatural history of God's entrance into the world. I need y'all to get that. It's a prophetic promise of what happens when the Holy Spirit's presence comes upon a people. That's why you need to be open when you feel him begin to envelope. That's that's why when we get in stuff like we were just in, see, you don't understand. God is ready to, to release some conversion in the house. He's ready to find out who in the world has been quoting something that I'm about to qualify them to carry. There's, there's somebody that had a scripture this year that they've been quoting all year, and now it's Christmas. Yeah, Now it's time for something The conclusion we must come to is the reality that Jesus, and, and follow me because I'm, I'm, I'm changing now, I'm shifting. The conclusion we must come to is the reality that Jesus wasn't conceived in Mary's womb. He manifested in Mary's womb. I'm going to say that again. We must come to the conclusion, if it wasn't of the seed of woman and the spirit came upon her and conceived it and the spirit cannot be seen, that, that, that Jesus was not conceived in Mary's womb. Jesus manifested in Mary's womb. In other words, the birth of Christ was a manifestation of God in a woman's womb. Come on, can I just talk for a minute and teach you? Manifestation is phanatreo. That is now the Greek word for manifestation and it means to appear. Everybody say appear. The birth of Christ was God appearing in Mary. He did, didn't nothing grow him there. Didn't nothing, glory be to God, didn't nothing, uh, uh, um, didn't, uh, there was not a seed and, a, and an egg. There, 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 there were, that literally he now manifested in her womb through the work of the Spirit. So Jesus wasn't conceived in Mary's womb he appeared in Mary's womb because the Holy Spirit's presence had overshadowed Mary. Glory be to God. Jesus, even being in Mary's womb, was a manifestation of God. God had already started manifesting the fact that he was right there. Glory be to God. It's a, the fact that she was pregnant. God had manifested. Now, why is that key? Why do I point that out? Because we got to go to now the other end of the spectrum. And we have to go 
to one of Jesus' closest disciples to help us. Everybody shout manifestation. Amen. Everybody shout manifestation. He manifests in her womb. He appeared in her womb through a work of the Holy Spirit. It was not through the power of man. It was through the spirit and presence of God. Everybody shout manifestation. Now we got to go to the lover of God to help us understand the power of manifestation. You know who the lover of God was to help us understand the power of that? Amen. Christmas and uh, um, um, the coming of Christ was about a manifestation of God. First John, John helps us understand it in First John chapter 3, verse number 8. He helps us understand something about manifestation if we're going to understand Christmas. He said, he, now watch what he says, he that committeth sin is of the, for the devil does what? Sinneth from the beginning. Watch this. This is the good part. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Let's stop right there. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. When did the Son of God manifest? In Mary's womb. That's when he made his manifestation. And now when he says, for this reason, the Son of God is manifested, he's referring back to the the, the immaculate conception when God appears in Mary's womb after being overshadowed by the Spirit. But watch what it goes on to say, that he might destroy, glory be to God, the works of the devil. This scripture makes it clear of what happens when Yahweh manifests or makes an appearance. His showing up destroys the works of the devil. I'm going to say that again. His showing up destroys the works of the devil. He doesn't show up and destroy the devil's work. He's showing up destroys the devil's work. If he's here, something the devil is doing just got destroyed. If he's here, something the devil was working won't work no more. If he's here, and for this reason he manifests and came into the world, to destroy. He doesn't come in and destroy the devil. If he came, something got destroyed. If he came, something got defeated. If he came, somebody got freed. If he came, somebody's mind got loose. If he came, some sin got broken. He manifests. His showing up destroys the work of the devil. Glory be to God. His showing up destroys the works of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest and came into the world to destroy the works of the devil. So, so now this is what we got to understand. When, 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 when now Jesus manifests, when he phanatreo, he destroys the works of the devil, not the work of the devil. When he show, when Jesus shows up, he destroys the works of the devil, not the work of the devil. What I'm saying is the devil will still work, but his work will no longer work on us. He'll, 
he'll destroy. Y'all miss that because y'all act like there was a time when you saw a liquor bottle and it works if you get you to drink. But now you're still seeing liquor bottles, but it doesn't work no more. What happened? You messed around and he appeared to you and the work of the devil got destroyed. There was a time if the skirt was short enough, you was running after it. And now the skirt can be all the way up and there is no desire. What happened? He destroyed the works of the devil, not the work of the devil. The devil's still working. His works just don't work on me and you because we messed around and he appeared. And Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? I need somebody to understand. Jesus doesn't stop the enemy from attacking. He stops it from working. Did you hear what I just said? The devil ain't going to stop attacking us this year. It just ain't going to work no more. Because for this reason, did he manifest and come into the world to destroy the works of the devil? Do you understand in 2021, the devil's going to use the same temptations as 2020 that brought you into sin, but it ain't going to work in 2021 because we messed around and had a Merry Christmas. God appeared to us. There was an overshadowing. And The devil's still going to work to cause us to want to give up in our mind. It's not like it's not going to, he's not going to do it. It just ain't going to work no more. Do you hear what I just said? The works of the devil has been destroyed. There was a time if I smelled the smoke, I had to take a tote. There was, y'all hear what I'm saying? There was a time if I found out you was going, I wanted to go too. But it just don't work no more. There was a time if somebody cussed at me, I cussed back. But it just don't work no more. There was a time if you was mad at me, I was worried about it. But it just don't work no more. The works of the devil have been destroyed. You know what Christmas time is? Christmas time is the announcement that whatever the enemy has been doing that's been working won't work anymore. It's not going to work to discourage you. It ain't going to work to depress you. It ain't going to work to stress you. It ain't going to work to make you feel like giving up. It ain't going to work to bind you up and tie you up. He's still launching a work. Don't think 2021, the devil's going to stop attacking. As a matter of fact, it's going to be as intense as it's been. But the problem is, we'd have messed around and had Christmas. Glory be to God. We'd have messed around and saw the king. We'd have messed around and had a word conceived in us. I know I quoted no weapon formed against me, but the Spirit of God came, and I'm carrying that now. I know I quoted more than a conqueror, but the Spirit of God came, and I'm carrying that now. I know I quoted the peace of God that passes all understanding, but the Spirit of God came, and I'm carrying that now. The devil will still work, but his work will no longer work on us. Come on, I'm t- I-, I need you to say out of your mouth what he's been doing won't work no more. It's Christmas time. 
You better learn how to unwrap your gifts. You better, you better learn how to unwrap what you got under a tree called Calvary. I don't know about the tree you got at home, but there was a tree called a cross that was there way before we put that tree in our living room. And there was gifts that dripped by way of blood under that tree. I need somebody to go unwrap your gifts. It won't work. You're not going back into sin. It won't work. You're not going back into depression. It won't work. You're not going back into anxiety. It won't work. Why? For this reason, he manifests and... Came into this world. You're not going back to that dark place in 2021. It won't work. It's Christmas time. manifested. Every work the devil attacked me with, he's still working right now. Well, why aren't you, why are you laughing more than you ever laughed, Apostle Mary? Why are you more peaceful than you've ever been? Because he destroyed the works. He's still working them. They just don't work no more. Don't try to get the devil to stop. Because God doesn't allow us to defeat the devil by avoiding the devil. He said that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the de- You know how God destroys the devil? He says, hit me with your best shot. And after I take that, I'm going to let you use your silver bullets. And I'm going to come back. And now you ain't got no bullets in the gun no more. See, well, don't you understand that 2021, the devil hit you with your... That's why, Rabbi Shanda, it was so intense for some of you. That's why it was so unstable for... He hit you with the best thing that he had in his arsenal. But he, met, he messed around and let you make it to Christmas. Christmas time. Let's unwrap some of these gifts of peace. Let's unwrap some of these gifts of victory. Let's unwrap some of these gifts of conquering. Let's unwrap some of these gifts of righteousness. Come on. The birth of Christ was the manifestation of Jesus into the earth. Right? That he might be manifested to destroy the works of the devil. We understand that. And that's good. So everybody say Jesus' very birth. Jesus' very birth destroyed the works of the devil. Jesus' very birth, watch this, destroyed the works of the devil. I'm so sorry. I just. Jesus' very birth destroyed. The works of the devil. What work did Jesus' birth destroy? You ever ask questions like that to God? If Jesus' birth destroyed, 
if at his birth he started destroying the devil's work, his manifestation. Now, we understand he wasn't done destroying the devil's work, but he said he manifested too. So at his, the inception of Christ, at the conception of Christ, he, dest- he began to destroy the works of the devil, which he finished when he rose from the dead. What work did he stro- destroy by his birth? You want me to take it to you? Psalms 51 and 5, I'm going to show this to you, and that's a good answer. They all know. Yes. Now watch this. Psalm 51 and 5. Behold, this is now David prophetically speaking of the state of man outside of salvation. Right? The state of degenerate man. He says, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother what? Conceive me. In other words, what pretty much he's saying is we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. <clears throat> Nobody had to teach us, many of us, how to lie. We just learned that. Even. Nobody had to teach us to be disobedient. We just naturally said, no, I don't want to do that. Nobody had to teach us how to get a bad attitude. We know how to do that naturally. But to be humble, somebody had to teach us to be respectful Somebody had to teach us to have good work ethic and not be lazy. Somebody had to teach us. Amen. Those things didn't come naturally. Why? Because we were born in sin and shaping in iniquity. So sinful things come naturally. Amen. Did anybody teach you how to lie? Did anybody have to sit down with you and say, now look, if you want to lie good and get away with it, you got to say it like this. Look them in the eyes and act like you really believe what you say. You ain't had to do none of that. And you did all of that without anybody teaching you. I'm telling you, mama, it wasn't me. And then get mad a little bit to try to really cover it up. I'm tired of folk blaming me for everything. Because you, you did it. You did it. Want to get mad to cover it up. Nobody had to teach you to act like you mad. To cover up the fact that you flat out lying. It's natural. I, I taught school for years, so I know. I'll sit up there and watch somebody do it. They said, Sue, you always looking at me. <laughs> My God. Why? Because we were born in sin. And shaping in iniquity. We were born with a sin nature or a sin being. Everybody say, but Christmas came. <laughs> but Christmas came. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you understand how, how God has shifted this thing. So Jesus was born of a virgin in a manger of Bethlehem, born in righteousness and born in holiness because he was born of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was born in wisdom, righteousness, and holiness, not in sin and iniquity. His 
birth destroyed the work of the devil that was announced in Psalm 51 and 5 where we don't see when we hear train up a child in the way that they should go and then they'll follow through in that glory be to God it goes something like that train up a child in the way that they go and when they get old they shall not depart yeah that's the way that you say so we look at that as saying we're going to teach them right in church and then when they leave the house they're going to go astray but when they get older they're going to come back to the truth no we don't have to do that we can train them up in the way that they should go and all the way into their old age they'll keep that way because now they no longer have to be born in sin and shaping in iniquity because when Christmas came everybody say when Christmas came glory be to God God again between began to sanctify children from the womb they don't have to be born in sin and shaping in iniquity the birth of Christ destroyed that work they don't have to get pregnant they don't have to have a wild teenage years they don't have to get sucked into what their peers are trying to do and then come back later after they messed up their life but from the beginning from a child from a womb they can be filled with the spirit of the living God that's the work that Jesus destroyed you want me to prove it to you because there was a prophet named John that was born around Christmas too yes he was and the Bible says that John shall be filled with the spirit from his mother's womb well how in the world John can you be born filled with the spirit what's the difference between you and Saul the difference is John came out during Christmas time yeah yeah John came out during Christmas What you got to understand is if you're having children right now, your children will be, will be raised not to drink and they never will. I need you to get excited if you're having babies right now under the authority and obedience of God. Your children... You're going to teach your children not to drink, and they never will. You're going to teach your children not to live with people they're not married to, and they never will live with something that live with somebody they're not married to. You're going to teach your children and raise them not to club, and guess what? You're going to have children that never even step foot in the club. How? That is a fantasy. That can't happen. Well, you forgot about Christmas, because during Christmas time, there is a... God is going to redeem the seed. They will have to be drugged by the streets and almost lose their life to come back to God. And all of them don't make it back. They'll be raised to be obedient to the word. And guess what? They'll live the rest of their life obedient to the word. Come on. They'll be raised to live for God. And they'll live the entirety of their life from the cradle to the grave. I need somebody to say from the cradle to the grave. Come on. From the cradle to the grave. They'll be taught to obey and be led by God's spirit. And they'll obey and be led by God's spirit from the cradle to the grave. Anybody believe in the power of Christmas? I need somebody here to stand up if you got young children. I need somebody to stand up if you're having children. I need you to Bless the God that's able to... Just look at that parent and say, Merry Christmas. Think about 
all the suicidal thoughts we had because of the clubbing and the drinking and the wilding. Our children will never have to fight with that. Think about all the depression we fight with because we're living a life so alien to what God has called us to live. But our children won't have those ups and downs. They won't have those suicidal thoughts. They won't have to take medicine to go to sleep. But from the cradle to the grave. From the cradle to the grave. This, listen to me, if you're young and you're beginning families right now and you're in GRRC, the wave of children being born in the GRRC family will be born filled with the Spirit from the womb. You're going to notice something about, different about your children. You're going to notice something different when they play praise music. They're going to be worshiping. You're going to know something different about your children from the room. They'll prophesy from their childhood. You're going to notice that your children, that, 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 that they speak forth counsel from God from their youth. They'll, be, they'll desire God's presence from, uh, from their adolescence, from primary years, while other children are coloring pictures of trucks. They'll be now coloring pictures of the throne room and, and of angels because God has a hand on them. You're, you're about to see a generation being raised up from the womb that is filled with God's spirit. Glory be to God. They're not going to be bad and we got to fix them. They're going to be good from the womb. They're going to want God from the womb. They're going to hunger for God from the womb. They're going to know right from wrong. They're going to yield to authority. They're not going to go left when they're told to go right. They're going to have God's spirit on them. And that's all because of Christmas. all because of Christmas. There's going to be a generation that's, that's you all are a generation being raised up. You're not going to know what it feels like to bury your children. You're not, oh, you're not, you're not wanting to know what it even feels like to have to visit your children in prison. Merry Christmas. He destroyed that work. Did y'all hear what I just said? But I'm going to show you something now. Watch this. Can I show you something? Go to Luke chapter 1, verse number 11. God, I feel this in my spirit. This is now the angel speaking about the birth of John. He visits Zechariah. Zechariah, who is John's father, was was uh, doing his, his ministerial duties on the altar, lighting incense, going through the rituals of the Levitical priesthood that they had to go through to carry out their orders laid out for the Levites. And an angel appears to him to announce to him the birth of John the Baptist, right? Who is now the forerunner for Jesus, right? And so Luke chapter 1, verse number 11, it says, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of what? Incense. Verse number 12. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. Verse number 14. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his what? 
Verse 15. Watch this. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. He said he shall drink. Now watch this. He shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. Right? And he shall be filled from the womb with the Holy Ghost. You know what else about that is so powerful? If you now watch the instructions that God gives to Elizabeth to carry John, you know what, what, what Gabriel tells Elizabeth? He said, while you're carrying this boy named John, that same boy that's right there, make sure you drink no wine nor a strong drink. This boy will be a Nazarite from the womb. In other words, because of now the alignment of the parent, y'all hear what I'm saying? What the parent refused to do because of what God told them, the boy wouldn't do from birth. See, you're about to birth a generation where your obedience that you got at 30, they'll get at three months. The the obedience that you got at 40, they'll get in four days old. God is going to give them what you're willing to obey now. So I need to encourage somebody in here. If you know you're not living like you want to live, if you know you're not living like God told you to live, whatever hell you're incurring, they're going to turn around and jump into the same hell hole. But if you mess around and yield your life, my God, if you say yes to God, whatever measure you say yes, your children will say yes to Sometimes we say our children won't listen to us, but we won't listen to God. All they're doing is treating us like we treat him. My children listen to me. Amen. Especially if I give them this look. What you say? You say what? They know what this look means. Amen. Because God can give me that look. Son, what you doing? Let me get this together, sir. Let me line myself up. Amen? Christmas is the announcement that our children are coming out of the womb holy. There's about to be a, a, a generation that's coming out of the womb holy up. A Revelation 12 generation that comes straight out the womb and go up. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. A heaven-bent generation born with a Godward compass, a deep-seated desire for God from the womb because of Christmas. Watch this. Luke, I, I, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Come on, somebody shout Merry Christmas. Luke chapter 2, verse number 1. I'm just going to... Read a little bit of this. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. This is now Luke's depiction of Jesus' actual birth. He now gives the background and description. I'm going to read several verses. I'm going to read from 1 to verse 16, so bear with me, and I'll kind of park at verse 16. Verse, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse number 1 says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. 
And this taxing was first made when Serenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds, everybody say shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this sign shall be... Uh, this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. The, the angels had to praise because they didn't know how God was going to be, be uh, come in and, and incarnate man. They praised his work. And it came to pass, as the angels were going away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Verse 16, And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying what? In a manger. Isn't it funny that Yahweh, by way of the angels, Initial individuals he wants to invite to see the manifestation of Jesus in the world are shepherds. <clears throat> Isn't that interesting? Now, the wise men came because they were wise and they followed a star. They came and they brought frankincense, incense, myrrh, all that good stuff. But no, but God sent a personal invitation to the shepherds. He wanted them to come and see. Amen? Now, why is that? Because when the shepherds first encounter Jesus manifest in the earth, they see Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Come on. They see Mary, mom. They see Joseph, dad. Even though it really wasn't his dad. Amen? See, sometimes... What you birth is based off of the name you're connected to. The only reason why God chose Mary is because she was about to marry Joseph, who was the seed of David, and Jesus had to be called the seed of David. If she wasn't going to marry somebody from the seed of David, she would have never been chosen because he had to go by David's name. Amen? So sometimes what you wind up carrying is based off of who you committed to. That's a word for another time. Hallelujah. That's a word for another time. When she was espoused to Joseph, she was found pregnant of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because she was committed to. Amen. That's a word. 
she when they see the manifestation, watch this, of Jesus, they see mom, dad, then they see Jesus. He they see full family. Jesus was manifest in the midst of a full family. Jesus was manifest inside of you know why the devil works so hard to keep us outside of family to tempt us into relationships that produce brokenness to to try to get us to do everything besides marry and commit because the enemy understands that when Jesus manifests if you're going to find him you're going to find him in the midst of All of God's purposes, all of God's plans flow through family. Amen? Everything God ever wanted to do. Well, if there's going to be a manifestation of Jesus, there must be family. And so now, I implore you and encourage you because I know what the devil does. He attacks us in relationship to keep us from seeing manifestation. But we're all created for family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let your feelings cheat you out of your family. You'll mess around and start something with somebody you don't never intend in living the rest of your life with. It's just a feeling for a moment, but then there's something that came out of it that's going to be a lifetime. Where a husband is a spouse to a wife and they have children, inside of a healthy household, you'll find the manifestation of Jesus. That's why me and we got to take our ego down. Y'all know that, right? If you've ever been single and then you mess around and get with somebody, you'll notice everybody start liking you. You really look better when you're with somebody else because there's something about certain people that want to see, can I knock them off? You really don't look that good. They just want to see if they can put a mark on the wall with you. Can I talk to somebody up in here? You really ain't got it going on like that. Women mark up their walls just like men now. It ain't no, I got hers. It's women saying, no, I got him. Oh, y'all know I'm preaching. I'm preaching right now. Amen? And so so we got to understand, don't let flattery fool you. The enemy's trying to steal manifestation from your life. Why did he call shepherds? Because the shepherds needed to witness that Jesus is manifest inside of healthy, functional family. Because there are too many shepherds trying to lead flocks with dysfunctional family. The wife and the husband don't even sleep in the same room. They don't even know where their children are at night. Nobody listens to them, but yet and still they're trying to lead a flock. 
and their leadership is limited to never lead the people they're leading into manifestation. Why? Because he manifests inside of families. Look, if you're in here right now, fight for your family. Man, if you're in here right now, ask God to give you a heart for your family. If you're in here right now, ask God to turn your heart to your family. It's that valuable. Don't let a girlfriend destroy your family. Don't let a boyfriend destroy your family. Some of you are just now finding your footing. Why do you think they showed up out of nowhere? You just made up in your mind you was going to do better and you was going to walk with God. Now all of a sudden you get that one to show up. The enemy's trying to keep you from Christmas. God, I'm talking to somebody up in here right now. He's trying to keep you from Christmas. Whatever plan Yahweh has for the earth, he's going to do it through family. So you're going to find out, young people, millennials, that family's going to start looking good again. Marriage is going to be, marriage is going to be in fashion. I, I, I do my best to make marriage look good. I can't wait till my kids are around and I kiss all over my wife. And I make them almost gag. And I love every minute of it. Because I need you to know this is how marriage is. I make sure they know I tell her she's beautiful. I love her. I kiss her in front of my, every time we hug before we leave, I put my arms around her and hug her. Tell her how much I love her. Check on her in the middle of the day. Amen. Then I turn around and tell every one of them I love you and you're going to change the world. How many kids hear that? It's to the point now when I tell Josiah, he say, yeah, 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 Dad, I already know. You love me and I'm going to change the world. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me again. Like, dog, he the only one to act like that. Miss Virginia, he the only one. Why? Because those words, that's. A family, those words carry power because there might be a time when my children feel like they're nothing and the devil attacks them. But the words of their father, God Almighty, the words of their father that they heard for years will ring back in their ears. God will echo it in their heart. No, I am loved and I'm called to change the world. I am not a slut. I am not a whore. I am not a gyrator, flexor, bouncer, shake my tail. I'm none of that. I'm a world changer. And I heard my daddy tell me that. So it, I got a family. Tell your children you love them. Do it until you're no longer uncomfortable doing it. Stutter for a while. I, la, 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 la. Whatever you got to do. Jesus manifests in family. That's where Christmas is seen. That's why Christmas is all about family. Hallelujah. That's why it brings families together. The first ones to start see Jesus song was mom. Look, there's where your Savior wants to be seen first. With mom and dad. 
you're somebody's mom and you're somebody's wife. Young man, you're somebody's father and you're somebody's husband. You're not just a baby's mama. No, 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 no. That was never God's design for your life. Don't go by that. That ain't who you are. You ain't just a baby's daddy. God never called you that. It's Christmas time. Let us let us pray. Let's pray. Glory to God. Can somebody feel this in their spirit besides me? I feel a stirring of God. I feel a grace on this thing. I feel the presence and spirit. The spirit of the living God. Can we get can we get the praise team? It's Christmas time. There's been, a, there's been a song. Come on, if you would just stand to your feet for a moment. There's been a song that's in my spirit. I'm going to start it. And I just want you all to back me up. Oh, come let us adore. As a matter of fact, I might not have you start it and I'll back you up. Now that I think about it, that might be the better way to handle this. <laughs> oh, come. Come on, let's. I just need you to, based on what we know about what his birth has done, what, what he came, the works that he destroyed, his manifestation, the fact that there's stuff that ain't going to work no more. Let us adore. Oh, let us adore. Come on, just sing it. position yourself. Brian, would you get them the oil? Pastor Charles, if you would position yourself. today. 
I just want you to know it's Christmas time. And just like we do in the natural, we must do in the spirit. See, God will give us gifts, but we must unwrap them. You know how we unwrap the gifts that God has given us? We unwrap them through a phenomenon called repentance. We repent. We, we, we repent. We, 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 we come and say, God, I was wrong. My mindset was wrong. My actions was wrong. And I'm ready to change how I do life. I'm, I'm repenting for how I've handled this. And I'm going to receive your gifts. You have a gift of holiness. You have a gift of righteousness. You have a gift of purity for me. You have a different life for me. You have better than this for me. I'm ready to start unwrapping that gift. I, it's Christmas time and I want it. It's gotten dark enough. I know there's light for me. If that's you today, I'm here to tell you the same God that manifested for me will manifest for you. He's the same God. Come on, he's the same God. I'm ready to experience that Christmas. I, I, and I want prayer. I want hands laid on me and I want agreement and I'm ready to yield. I know something needs to change and something needs to change right now in my life. I want you to come from wherever you are. Don't you dare be ashamed. Could you work the altar you give? I just need you to come from wherever you are. Hallelujah. And just line up at each one of these individuals. You know, just, just make sure you direct traffic. There's more here. Would you come? Come on, if that's you, would you come? I need something to break in me. I need a shift. I need a change. Come on. I want you to come and unwrap this thing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Miss Virginia, I know the Lord has something special planned for you in 2021. I've been hearing a lot. Come on. There's still some things that are going to be at work, but they're not going to work. I just want you to go into 21, 2021 confident enough to know that God has restored this thing. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, this is Christmas time. If you need to come, I just want you to come. Come on, come on. I'm ready for the Lord to touch my life in a deep way. I've been in a place I don't need to be in anymore. I'm ready to move forward and closer to God. I want you to come. Come on. It's Christmas. Come on. Come on. Come on. I just want y'all. I want y'all to start praying. Amen. I just want you to start praying. Father, we bless you and thank you right now. Shana, Anana, Anona, Sike, Nana, Siata. 
God, we bless you for your power. We bless you for your might. We, thank, we bless you for your manifestation. We bless you for your manifestation. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We bless you for your manifestation. We bless you for Christmas. Yes, Lord. Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh. Even now, come on, this, I, I, come on, see, we release it, 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 we release it. Hey, hallelujah! We release it, yes, Lord. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, na 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 na, na na, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah, ba ba ba, come on, come on. I need somebody to give some high praise in here. Reba shanakeya, hallelujah. Ma na na, yeah, 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 come on, yeah. Manifestation, hey, reba yeah, it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. It won't work. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hey, hey, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lady man, I need you to come here. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 